G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 496 of the Transmove Podcast. My name is Tim Meg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. And while you're there, just spoil yourself, click on the little articles tab, and not one hour ago, I posted um, an article, um, the coaching philosophies and templates and all sorts of good stuff on um, Canova and for the people that's not sure who you know who Canova is um, he arguably the greatest marathon coach in the world Um, when you look at the marathon and you think um, very few people have the natural ability as well as the correct training to do it um, can go a a sub two hour 15 in a marathon now you've got to take a very small percentage of that it can go sub five sub two or 205 in a marathon very very select few can do it you have to have beautiful genetics you need really good dedicated years and years and years of the correct training now out of the 205 the 205 group of athletes that have done it majority of them have been coached to at, um, at least at one point by Canova, so he's he's basically you know the best you could you can get in in marathons. So I've posted that it's you know just some bit of information. I I'm a big fan of his. If I was doing pure marathon training or pure run training, I'd probably adopt his philosophies. But um, I think I think yeah. He's a very quality good coach. But anyway, um, not a lot's been going on in my little world. I had, um, for the people who do listen regularly, will know I'm coming back from an Achilles injury. So I blew that out like like March or something. Partially torn it. And um, I'm now, you know, running three days a week. I'm, I think that was my third week or fourth week of 40, 40k runs in the week over three runs. Very slow pace, um, but anyway, um, about two weeks ago, and I've been following the physio's directions to a T, and about, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I, I was on the timer. I, I did the did, did did the run, and generally the process is uh, my foot goes into a bucket of icy cold water within 10 minutes of me finishing the run and then again just before bed that day i straight back into the ice bucket again and then on the days i'm not running i have two buckets one's got the icy cold water and the other one's got um rather warm water and i chop and change between them so i'll start off with ice go to heat ice heat and always finish with ice as well anyway time's against me and i thought i'll I've got a nice because I've got to have to pick up the kids and crap like that. And so I thought, oh, instead of, you know, finishing the run and not being able to ice it for roughly around an hour after the run, which, you know, the physio, you know, said within 10 minutes, um, I, th- I got an ice pack in the, in the freezer, which on the side note, it's always good to have a good quality ice pack in the freezer all the time. But anyway, uh, so I put, so I thought I'll ice pack it while I was driving do the do the pickups and all sorts of good stuff we do. Um, and so I grabbed some packing tape. But I got into the car and just pack a tape to this ice pack straight to my um, to my Achilles. Set my alarm clock for eleven minutes and off I off I drive. And after the alarm went, I took it off and 
I've iced and I've iced myself crazy amounts of times with this ice pack, and never would I have put a bit, you know, a bit of paper towel around it or a cloth or anything like that. It always gets stuck straight to my skin. Bob's your uncle, furnish your aunt, job's done, never any issues. But this time, I could feel it, you know, pretty quickly on. And it's not the first time I've used it on my Achilles, this, but I, and I thought nothing of it. By the time I t- took it off, I think, oh, yeah, that that did a little bit of, you know, a little bit of probably, you know, damage there, but nothing, you know, who cares? She, nothing nothing bad will happen there. She'll be right. And that night, straight back into the ice ice bucket again, and I just carried on with my normal routine for a week, and I, and it's, I just started noticing it's getting redder and sore and, you know, crispier and also it's starting to look a slightly manky. And um, and I thought, oh, the body's a remarkable thing. It can just able to push through stuff, and then it will get used to something, and it will just start recovering through that. And because you, you can convic- you can convince yourself about anything, you know, good or bad, and you start, you know, if it's something you want to do, you can convince yourself you can do it. And whether you know it's my case, sticking it into a nice bucket, or you know you can convince yourself why you shouldn't be going out on a run or a ride or going to work that day or whatever it is you can or you can convince yourself that you should be doing it well i've fully convinced myself and finding reasons why i need to be doing this the main reason the physio wants me to and about a week and a half or so has gone later I'm at work walking around and my Achilles started playing up and I'm thinking God what's happened here this doesn't make sense I haven't run for two days I'm doing everything right and it felt it felt like a strange feeling and I'm and so I'm half hopping around work because I didn't if something's wrong I didn't want to make it worse already and it's just going through my head what have I done you know did I get up to the seat too quick or did I do that what's what how was I walking downstairs I started replaying um the you know the, the last three days in my head what what did I do wrong how can it you know what what was it and so I drive home after work and I'm popping inside and I take the shoes off and socks off and I look down and my <laughs> all the skin it looked like a manky looking thing my um the skin of my around wrapped around the achilles it's um all blister it was blister on blister on blister on blister it was just nasty i think oh well, thank goodness it's only that it's that i can live with i couldn't live with you know i didn't want anything to happen to the achilles itself so i popped all the blisters i had a run had to do a run that night and because i was pretty comfortable of what the the issue with the pain tonight was so i did the run no issues at all and then i come back and, I, and i'm thinking oh i gotta put my foot back into the ice bucket and my wife's going you know don't be an idiot and that, that's a clean version of what she said and i said and i said well the physio wants me to do it i've, I've got to i got you know i'm not gonna not run that that's that's not even an option if i can run i'm gonna run and i, I got ice and you, you can start convincing yourself of well your body can just you know the worst that's probably happened you can just you 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 start finding um, you know and if it was an athlete that i coach you'd be saying don't be don't be silly don't put it in but it but for me i'm just saying you'll be right you know it'll heal 
you know, just put it into the ice. And so I put it into the ice. I was, and while while it was in the bucket of ice, I'm arguing with myself in my head. You know, coming, you know, all these strong points are saying, yeah, it, you know, your body can cop cop this one, mate. Yeah, it's best to best to ice it and just cop a little bit of discomfort on the skin areas. <laughs> Then, then I was thinking, don't be silly. This could end up being worse by doing this. So I ended up pulling it out, and I haven't iced it now for um, five days or something. And it, which is mucking with my head that I'm not following the the procedures for my physio. But my, but it is it is looking not as gruesome. It's still a manky looking thing. It's all scabbed up and. I don't know what the poor people at the swimming pool must think when I turn up to there and I take my shoes off and they go, oh, I'm sure they must think that. But anyway, today's question um, comes from Isaac who writes, I've been listening to the, I've been listening for three years and in the three year period I've been, been an active triathlete for about 70% of the time. I work in the hospitality industry and oftentimes I have to change my training schedule around to fit in sessions in and around uh, in and still have energy left to work. Most most Ironman 70.3 training programs have you doing the long bike Saturday and the long run Sunday. Um, Due to my crazy, due to my crazy ass work schedule, currently I do my long runs on Sunday and on the days off, Wednesdays and Tuesdays, I do my long rides. Uh, is this proper and beneficial to my long-term training for seventy point three, or is it better to move move the long bike and long run for the days off, uh, so that I can test and for the fatigue factor? I was planning a ninety days before the race, and then back on the bike and run. Uh, I have a six months left to my to my first in person seventy point three, and I am working to build my base w- once again to lower intensity for now. Come race day, I'll be seventy. I'll be seventy two. God, I come race day, I'll be fifty two years. Uh, be fifty two. It's easy for me to read. Jeez. Come race day, I'll be 52 years old and I don't want to peak too soon. What advice do you have on aligning proper training programs to my crazy schedule and how do I manage the intensity and reach a peak just days away from tapering leading into the race? So there's a lot here. Um starters most training plans just about all training plans will have the long bike saturday long run sundays as you mentioned reason for this is the majority of people um work day work work through the monday to friday day and they've got weekends off so you can load up their weekends um that that's basically the reason and for especially especially for iron men's i do like the long run being the day after the long bike purely because there's already fatigue in the legs it's not critical that but i just like it um but yeah it's most definitely not critical if you look at um the training well i'm assuming his plans still haven't changed um craig alexander's 
plans he sells. Um, I think he had would have the long long runs in the mid midweek on the Wednesday or something like that, and the long run and the long ride was Saturday or something like that. It was, um, for, and that's just for for an example. But, um, but no, you don't need to have your long ride Saturday and long run Sunday, or or the long ride one day and the long run the next day. That that's I wouldn't stress too much about that. The the biggest thing you need to do is be very consistent with what you can achieve week in week out, month in month out. That would be the biggest um, goal. If you can get the consistency in um, through to, and recover through the volume, through work stresses, family stresses, all that, um, then you can start looking at adding intensity in certain areas. I wouldn't also wait too long to add add intensity. To, I don't know how long you've been training um, consistently for at at a particular volume that you're building up. For um, just having a half a read here, if um, but th- that whole concept of you start training, you know, you train for an event six months out, three months of base building, three months of um, you know, build, three months of base, three months of build, and then you peak. That's kind of a bit of an old philosophy. Um, I know some people do it, still do it, and but I. You, I forget the um, coach's name. He was a track and track coach. He was saying, if you want to go fast, you've always got to add some fast, fast work in from day one. And and that's there's a, bit, a little bit of truth to that. Um, so even if you just add some strides towards the end of the easy runs, but I'm I'm getting off off on the side here um so you have your 70.3 I, I, w- I, w- I would definitely create um you know you know your work pro your work schedule and changing changing sessions around if and when you know if and when needed based around work that's all good i'd be trying to create a, a template that you can half stick to and come up with option you know option a option b option c so when you know i'll do you get a, an event or something come in on on a thursday and you have to work extra what's the options going to slip into there so i'd be just trying to have a play around with it as long as you get the volume in and uh, the volume at, at um 52 years old your first 70.3 event um, I, I would be worrying more about getting that as much volume as you, your allowed time can and you can do consistently so there's no point going out and doing 15 hours this week just to be able to only do six hours the next week um, because work or your fatigue from that 15 hours so trying to come up with that right balance of how many hours you, of a week you can swim bike run um week in week out and then you can start adding you know well this week i've going to have a little bit more time so i'll be able to add more on the bike and that that kind of thing as for peaking um that's a word used very very loosely by a lot of coaches and a lot of people in particular a lot of people um it's really really hard to get that correct like that proper peak um the the it's even the pros get this wrong more times than not 
um, you need you need years years of um, training data to really dial that in, and even then you still get it wrong. Um, so the goal through your through your volume. Um, you want to, you know, you, you you say you're laying a base. Once you start building that um, intensity up and becoming more race specific in in your training, um, if it's your first, depending on how much volume you you're doing each week um, and how much fatigue you're you're carrying every day in day out, um, generally for a seventy point three, anywhere between seven days out to ten days out, you can probably start tapering for it um just re- just re- resting more um but you still need that volume uh, you know you start decreasing the run first and then you decrease the bike second and then probably race race week start decreasing your um swimming but uh, these are me just guessing a lot of this because i haven't seen your program um but i wouldn't worry about peaking too soon uh i'd not many actually get to do that um and the ones that do they're generally there's generally um big big clues that that have been missed along the way as long as you're analyzing your training um doing a bit of a review every every week every four weeks of what's going on, what what you need out of your training for the next four weeks, and start building towards that, and then you you, you should be right. But I wouldn't worry about peaking too soon, as long as you you got to keep in mind also from week four four weeks out, between eight and four weeks out, that's going to be a lot of athletes convince themselves they're either overtrained or they're going to be peaking too soon or that's that's a lot of that's called self-sabotage it's very very common um with athletes age group athletes they start self-sabotaging they're finding reasons i'm really tired i'm i'm over you know i've got too much fatigue i'm too tired or it's just become um yeah there's a thousand reasons and all of a sudden sessions start getting skipped intensity starts getting dropped out um it's really really common between that um four weeks and eight weeks out and they they you you start self-sabotaging so really really keep an eye on that and ask yourself every day am i self-sabotaging in those in those periods and if the answer is yes yeah, then you've got my permission to knock it off. Um, but if if not, you need to um, just keep ticking the box day in, day out. Don't look too far ahead. Just keep ticking the box. That's what that's what I'd be doing. And um, I think you think you'll do fine, mate. But you, you just uh, and just you know you get these um, programs that have all these sessions. They'll give you an idea on how how the sessions should be structured, how the week should be structured, but you can move it around as long as it makes sense on paper. The I'm going to swim that day, I'm going to bike that day, I'm going to run that day, I'm going to you know as long as it makes sense on paper, what you do within those sessions you can manipulate to work best for you. So I hope that helps. Um, feel free to send me you know more information like a template or whatever you you half follow and. I can give some feedback from that. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, hooroo.